Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Time to go to work. Red Pill Phone Tap is back again, giving you all the best Red Pill knowledge that can be found on these interwebs. I am Wesley, joined by my esteemed, intelligent, CIA, FBI colleague, uh-uh, I ain't, I ain't in the FBI, I ain't feminine and beautiful and <laughs> inspiration, that ain't me, but uh... I'm sorry, CIA, Anthony, <laughs> how are you doing, sir? Are you ready to have an amazing Red Pill phone, phone Tap program? I am, I want to uh, apologize up front, if you guys are used to listening to us in your headphones, you might be only in one ear, we don't know yet, but just in case. Having some tech problems. It's not, hey, listen, this is like, this is like when a girl broke up with you in high school. It's not you, it's me. (laughs) It's not your headphones, it's me. Don't worry. Don't go out and buy a new set of headphones. Please. Them Beats by Dre are expensive. (laughs) All right, everybody, we're going to jump right into the program here. Uh, We've got a great... Uh, podcast schedule for you guys today. Tonight's topic is going to be kind of Kevin Samuels inspired, isn't it, Anthony? Um, Kevin Samuels has a wonderful acronym when he talks about how when uh, how when women communicate when they are debating topics or trying to get their point across. Uh, oftentimes, they will not talk about the topic at hand the acronym he uses is sign language which we all know stands for shame insults guilt and the need to be right um i think it kind of goes without saying i I think we see shame come out in our society is the first one we see that a lot insults you know uh, you can get insulted by a man we've seen that a lot right Making you feel guilty, women. If you've been around women in any part of your life, you see that immediately they try to make you uh, feel guilty. We talked about in a prior episode uh, how gaslighting is a big part of the guilt part of sign language. But I don't think a lot of people, Anthony, know what to look for, how to recognize the need to be right portion of sign language need to be right and that's what this whole podcast is going to be about we're going to give you guys a deep dive into the breakdown of when to recognize when women are talking to you and they're simply no longer talking rational facts 
Uh, as Anthony always says, they are only just giving you a conscious stream of their feelings. And feelings has nothing to do with reality a lot of times. And when women are communicating, I would say comfortably most most times. Uh, it doesn't have a lot to do with reality. I will, uh, I'll open this up by saying I was just talking to a educated group of people recently. Um, amongst them were women. And just seeing them, and that's kind of what inspired this segment, was seeing them kind of have like these light bulb moments. Uh, guys, trying to choose who your mate is going to be, or if you're just someone that dates, choosing who's going to be in your life, these are very important decisions. <laughs> this will affect you financially. Uh, it can affect whether or not your car gets keyed or your windows get broken out or you get or the police get called uh, for something you did not do. Uh, there's so many consequences to choosing to let the wrong people in your life. But it's something that people don't educate themselves a lot about. When I was pointing out to the women in this group that uh, just the simple idea that anyone listening to this program understands hypergamy. That women do not tend to date or marry men that make less money than them. And listen, guys, don't send me your emails. Well, I make, you know, one seventy-five a year. My wife makes two hundred. Motherfucker, y'all make the same money. Once you get over a certain <laughs> income, it don't matter. Hey, Beyonce made more than Jay Z last year, or some shit. It, it, once you give a, above a certain tax bracket. It don't matter who's making. I mean, what what do you think that I think 175 kind of is the cutoff, isn't it? Uh, unless unless she makes like three times what you do. I could still see a chick. There's that's, a there's a fuck you money level out there. That, right. Yeah. You know, what where I mean? it doesn't like, matter. I mean, down here in Houston, where this podcast is is uh, produced here in Navigation Studios. 175K a year is a lot of money down here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're pr- you're pretty much, un- you know, unless you have four kids or something. And if you do, God bless you. You can build wealth, wonderful, but wealth with that. Yeah, if you make the right moves, because you've got money that you can set aside every yeah. month. Yeah. Unless, like I said, unless you got four or five kids, and if you do, that's awesome. But uh, if if you've just got a regular sized family, um, if you make 175 a year in Houston, your wife ain't got to work. No, I and mean, that's. That's pretty legit down here in Houston. Now, up in New York City, I bet it's not like that. But, yeah, that's pretty legit down here. Um, but, Anthony, just pointing out hypergamy to this group, and I just used the real simple example that we've used on this program many times. Did you use that word, hypergamy? Yes. Okay. Because they weren't familiar with the term. They weren't insulted by it. Okay. Typically, women are not insulted by hypergamy until they've heard some red pill, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden now they're and by the way, I'm glad you brought that up because that's going to be what a lot of about what we talk about tonight. The need to be right. Women are women have learned uh what to say in certain conversations to like cut off. Well, why did you and your husband divorce? Uh it was toxic. Well, see that's, Oh, that's a word like that can't be argued. They figured that out. <laughs> well, see that's what 
uh, I was going to bring up, and since you're already on it, I'll talk about it, but those canned responses, you're not even listening to what, like, if I if I bring, if you bring up a premise, like hypergamy, they already in my, in their head know what the canned response is. Yeah. So, instead of listening to what your point, point is, and actually take it in, they already know what they're going to respond with. Yeah. So, there's no... There is no conversation to be had back and forth. There's just a, there's a reaction to the word you use. That's it. Yeah. And they they really pick up. Women are, are master chess players with communication. And, they and the do reason, the most talking. Well, they do the most talking, but they also do the least thinking when it comes to arguing points. And I, it, let me, because I can already hear people tuning me out. I shouldn't have to translate my language, but I'm going to for the benefit of any ladies that are listening. When you're not thinking, it doesn't mean Anthony are saying you're not smart. You're just choosing to tune out and not talk about facts, and you're only talking about your emotions. I was about to say, I think women confuse their emotions with thinking. Mm. So... Light bulb moment for me just now. That's a good take. <laughs> so when they respond, they think that they are giving like a reasonable response, but what they're actually doing is showing that their ego is bruised, mm-hmm. and that and so they're reacting in that way. And later on, you'll see them come around because when their emotions get to die down and they kind of hear, you know how when somebody talking, you heard them say something in the moment, but you didn't actually hear them. Yeah. And then later you heard what they said. You was like, oh, shit, I missed that. Well, I'll be honest. That doesn't happen to me a lot. But uh, (laughs) I'll be honest. I'm I'm saying if I don't think that happens to you a lot either, because you and I are passionate about the exchange of ideas and trying to figure out what's right. It's happened to me when I used to argue with women. Got you. When I was married and I was like, God damn it. I want to be heard in this moment. I wanted to say what I got to say, and I remember uh, allowing the roller coaster rides that I used to, uh, we talk about in this program over and over again. If you get on that fucking ride with her, she's gonna take you up and down, all around, upside down, and you're gonna be and you're gonna be in those same emotions. So when you respond, because if she gets nasty with you with a comment to hurt you, because she knows she's losing the logical argument. And she hurts you by saying something to hurt you on purpose because she got to just throw something at you to feel like she's on equal footing in this conversation. You're going to like react with what the fuck? Like you're going to take the hurt and be like, she's not instead of saying, I know she's doing this because she's losing the logical argument. So she feels like she has to hit below the belt instead of you knowing this is what's going to be. Or if you're saying, um, I know this is how how she's reacting because of ABC. You understand it. Instead of understanding, okay, I understand what that was. Let me not take that same, you know, energy and go back at her the same way because she's not going to be able to take it. Even if she threw the first punch, she's not going to be able to take you going back at her in the same way. Yeah. And when you have, when you have an argument and let's, let's, I think we're being a little too broad when we say, argument with women um i would i would like to 
narrow that down to when you're having a um, argument with a girl that's like the main chick in your rotation, your girlfriend or wife, those need to be rights. Those oh. are very different. And when you yeah. have, imagine if you and I ever got in an argument. Hasn't happened yet. I mean, we've had disagreements, but I'm talking about where like one of us is pierced and hurt. We know so much about each other. We could hurt each other. I mean, drop of a dime. You know, we know the best sides of each other. We know the worst sides of each other. Now, let me ask you this. And this is the truth, sir. Would it ever occur to you to do something, say something hurtful to me? Nah, <laughs> that would never occur to me either. I was about to say, uh, I, I don't consider anyone else on this planet to be a better friend to me than you. And when you were talking about like how, how you show up just now, and I wrote down this note to myself, whenever I have a conversation with Anthony, and, and by the way, this is the opposite of need to be right. The opposite of need to be right is showing up in good faith. Yeah. That, that's the opposite of need to be right. Whenever I have a conversation with Anthony, I always know that he's showing up in good faith and he does not care about being right. <laughs> you don't. You only care about finding the truth. That's it, man. By the way, we've said this on this program several times at this point. It almost kind of gets me excited when I'm wrong about something. Because that means I had a light bulb moment and I learned something brand new in my life say, for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> and I am not saying that exaggerating. I absolutely love when I'm something I thought about my whole life a certain way. And then I'm finally like, wow, it, it, it clicks into something different. It's like, oh, wow. I didn't. Damn it. I've been wrong about this this whole time. And the only reason I say damn it is not because I'm wrong. I wish I would have been right sooner. I'm, I'm sorry. I wish I would have uh, reached the truth sooner. I may have been able to it may have been able to benefit me in my life. This happened to me, Anthony. True story. When you told me, when you explained to me, like the single mom thing. Why? Why would you date single moms? Why are women so comfortable just leaving a dude, knowing they have this kid? Why, why are they so comfortable taking the father out of their life? Why, why is it so comfortable? And in, it dawned on me in that moment. This terrible thing has just been fucking normalized in the West. Yeah. And I'm like, good. Look, how did I miss this my whole life? Because society had normalized this shit to me, you know? And, it, but I was, I was happy because I was in a situation at the time with a stepson and well, I was happy. To, I was happy to be wrong about it. It did hit, it did hit home because I'm like, man, I may have made a, a different decision. Yeah, especially given how the father was being tortured of this particular kid. The father was being tortured pretty badly. So you could see how this woman would treat her ex. The father would get on the phone and just cry that he just wanted to see his son. And this wasn't some simpy dude either. This was just a broken man. I mean, this dude was like fucking six, seven, 235 pounds. I mean, this was not some simpy shit. This is how much it hurt this dude to be away from his son. And when you, and first of all, when you kind of brought that truth to me, I didn't, I didn't have this reaction. Of, hey, wait a second. I've got a stepson. <laughs> Hold on a second. 
Hey, no, it's, it's okay to be wrong because we, when people are wrong, they can reach the truth. And I want to start this segment out by saying the opposite guys of need to be right is good faith. So that's where we start guys is when people are in a mode and women are like this a lot, especially when they're debating ideas and communicating, they are not in a mode where they're showing up to exchange ideas in good faith. No matter what you say to them, no matter how many facts, figures, and statistics you provide, you will not convince them. It's like talking to, it's like a Democrat talking to a Republican or a Republican talking to a Democrat and debating. You are not going to move these people off their needle unless something very extreme happens. If you just break down what a need is, right? What we need as humans is food, shelter, water, and human contact. Right? You said shelter already. but um, So those are the four major needs we need. You don't need to be right. You don't need external validation. Right? I'm, I'm about to throw you a towel. <laughs> You're preaching church right now. So That's such a good take. That is not a need, is it? At all. It is a, you want to be validated because you're insecure in something. And this this wanting to have um, either a, a, a dominion over someone as far as like your superiority or intelligence or thinking. And you want this validation that you're the better person because of the words you choose to use. There's something in your past experience that's making you have this, right? So you, I want to pause there, all right? Because this is good shit. Um, someone that's right is a better or smarter person. I've never really thought of it like that. Because as soon as you, as soon as you tell me this, see, this is why I'm confused. I didn't know before, but in this debate, as soon as you tell me. Now I know. <laughs> now we're equals. That don't make sense. Why I, would a person think that? Why well, would I? Ha- you uh, got it. You had to get it from me, so I'm superior. Mm, but so now with, I know. Without without me, you wouldn't have known. So it's not for you though. You got you got remember. I mean, you got to realize it's not to your benefit. It's for their own psychology. Uh, their psychology. And how it's portrayed and how it comes across. It, you ever notice somebody that always have a lot of people that seems to be lesser than them around them? Because they feel validated by being able to tell all these other people that you, you spelled that wrong. Oh, why you didn't go there? You should have used this road or this freeway to get to there. Oh, you didn't know about this? Like, they, they're always... Ha- I'm like, I would get... I would feel like... I need to choose better friends because all my friends are dumb as fuck, right? (laughs) I need to find people around where I can learn from them. But people that have a need to be right will choose someone who they think is beneath them, right? Mm -hmm. And be like, hey, I got to, I, this person needs me because I am always the right person. I'm always choosing the right path for life and I can tell them and guide them and show them. A woman that needs that 
is is to me always seems to be a lonely woman because she has nobody to she don't have herself to even validate she can't validate her to herself that she's worthy right she needs an external validation from someone else to be like oh yeah i didn't know that blah 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 well let me ask you specifically on this this is boy this is a good one for a need to be right is the validation one of my IQ is higher than yours? I think I think from the person that's like saying I know it, yes. more. Yeah. Hmm. Because see, I will tell you, and I don't mind being vulnerable for our listeners. I do have a some sort of weird insecurity, and for some reason, this has been coming up lately. It's weird how the universe gets into some synchronization sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't believe in any of these higher powers and stuff but it's weird when synchronicity kind of happens and this seems to be kind of coming up lately about my insecurity of uh because i'm in a master's program right now and i'm meeting people that have a higher iq than me and in a movie they have a higher iq but they're socially awkward yeah uh they have a higher iq than you but there's some kind of weakness they have in real life it ain't like that yeah (laughs) They're just as cool as you are. They're just as handsome as you are. Uh, in some cases, they're just as gregarious as I am. In some cases, they can communicate just as well as I am. They're just smarter. I just met a dude who had a higher IQ or a girl, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, you know, in my head, and we've talked about this on the program a couple times, in my head, if I could be any comic book character, it would be Tony Stark. Because no matter what, that dude was the smartest person in the room, any room he walked into. And he could overcome shit like his superpower was his brain, right? Mm-hmm. But then he realized the comic books ain't real. You're not the smartest person in the room, right? So I have a real inferiority complex with this. The reason I say that is when it comes to, but I'm talking about engineering, science, technology, engineering, math, STEM. Is the acronym used for yeah. that? I have an insecurity with that. When it comes to life wisdom, I don't have that insecurity. So you're t- so coming from someone like myself who has a really unique insecurity of IQ. I don't have that same insecurity when it comes to like wisdom. I, I like when you kind of broke down the single mom thing to me. It was like, oh, I'm glad I know this now. It was never a thing of like, damn it. Anthony's smarter than me. And by the way, I do that with with people that have high IQs. I'm like, fuck. I'm not the smartest person in this room, you know. But when it comes to life wisdom, I don't see how you would get an IQ. um, What's the word I'm looking for? An IQ high. (laughs) You know what I mean? Off of that. Because this isn't anything that's taught in a textbook. You are completely dependent on learning this stuff from other people that just have more wisdom or in many cases, it's a lot of times it's people that are older than you. That's not the case with you and I, but I, I don't know. I just don't, I don't connect the dots on how need to be right would give someone a high of like, I'm smarter than you is what I'm trying to say. Well, it's not legit. You talked about a good faith argument. Um, someone that has that mentality, their tactic when they speak to you isn't about an exchange of ideas. It's winning. It's so weird. What? Ugh. 
But, you know, this is how people that are way too into politics talk also, right? Yeah. It's not about yeah. if... We're not talking about ideas anymore. We're, we're talking not talking about, about We're talking about them damn libtards or the liberals. <laughs> are talking. We're just talking about these stupid anti-vaxxers. And there's just... It's a pep rally on both sides going, rah, rah, you know, we have spirit. Yes, we do. We have spirit. How about you? We have spirit. Yes, we do. You know, and it's just like there's no conversation taking place, is there? Never. I... I when I when this when I when I hear the back and forth on those things and I and I listen for is anybody listening to the other right? Thank you. That's what I'm listening for. And, and let me <laughs> let me piggyback onto that. Is anybody listening to the other side? And let me piggyback onto that. Is anyone criticizing your own side? Yeah. With when it comes to this political talk, are you are you being a watchdog? You're definitely being a watchdog for the other side. Are you being a watchdog for the side that you support? Seems like you just kind of letting them get away with murder, and they have your vote no matter what they do. Right? It doesn't you know? matter. Yeah, and and you can. This is where the listeners start trying to figure out which side we are on politically. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like what they're saying. I bet he's one of them liberals. <laughs> yeah, I don't like what he's saying. He's probably one of the dumb conservatives. Yeah, it's well, it, some uh, some kind of reptilian thing turns on with well, people where they try force. to figure out which side you're on. Yeah, right? there's the force. <laughs> I was about to say that earlier when you was talking how you're either red or blue, right? Yeah. There there is no in between. What because based on what you said, you must be on that side, right? You can't have an um a against me argument and you you on my side. How how the hell that's supposed to work? We supposed to be on the same side. You can't disagree with me, and yeah. that's not how locker rooms work, by the way. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> how, how there's so much turmoil going on with sports teams in the locker room. You know, I mean, unless unless people have never played team sports, I, okay. <laughs> but I bet a lot of these people that are way too into politics probably never played team sports either. Well, <laughs> well, politics for me, man, is never like the. When when I hear people with when I and I'm not trying to diss anybody, but you can tell when somebody has a low IQ and they try to discuss politics because um, they're just repeating. They're or it's, the word I use is parroting. It's not conversation. It's talking points. It's never right. a, a back and forth of ideas being exchanged. It is a this is what it is. You're this. You're that. You, this is how you think. This is what. Wait, sir. How you know what I think? You haven't even. You don't know what I think. You haven't asked me a fucking question. You're telling me who I am and what I think. You haven't fucking, you know, you, you got to talk know. to me. Yeah. You got to fucking talk to me, <laughs> you right? You talk to me. So, I mean, this, and, and by the way, there might be some red pill fans here thinking that we're off topic right now. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> no. This is exactly on topic. This is what need to be right looks like. I mean,. It's all for ego. Have you, yeah, it's all for feelings. ego, and it's all for winning. <laughs> I just got to win. Have you ever watched a presidential debate in the United States where one of the one of the candidates said, "Oh shit, I never looked at it like that." Good take. Nah, nah. <laughs> you know what? When, when I get into but, these, but has anybody in a presidential debate had a good take? Yeah. But no, 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 no. We're not going to acknowledge that. <laughs> what when I uh, when I when I've been in like these weird conversations with people and i can tell that they just have an agenda yeah I, and they're just I, gonna push and push no matter what right this is how i know i'm gonna end the conversation or not right do i care once i realize i don't care 
I, I can easily leave the conversation. It has no, I don't have to put more energy into it. I don't have to care what their side of thinking is or how they think or whatever it is. Does this, will this affect me later on after this conversation dies down and I go to sleep for the night and I wake up? Is this going to be on my mind? No. I, See, this is one of the few times where I think I'm a nicer person than you. I always famous. If this is your first time listening, famously, I always say, "Boy, Anthony, you are so nice to these people." Because <laughs> Anthony is usually way more patient than I am. I don't like wasted energy, man. Well, my cutoff, yeah. my cutoff is is what we're talking about. My cutoff, whether or not I'll I'll sit here and exchange ideas with you, mm-hmm. is is just that. Do you show up in good faith? I can I can have a conversation with anybody about anything if I feel like they're showing up in good faith. Now, guys, got to watch out. This is what we're going to transition into for a second. You got to watch out for people disguising themselves as showing up in good faith. There's a thing, and, yeah. and I know a lot of people listen to us overseas, so bear with me and just trust me when I tell you this. There's a way of negotiation here in the West, in the United States specifically. I'm not sure about Mexico and Canada, uh, about this cultural phenomena. But there's a thing in the West, uh, I'm sorry, the United States specifically, where you will give someone some points, some talking points is what I'm talking about. You'll give them these talking points so that they'll give you this talking point. And what's going on is... It's a negotiation, an underlying negotiation where you're kind of bartering ideas. Oh, I kind of see what you're saying here, and they they don't really they don't care. they don't really care <laughs> yeah, or yeah, agree. Yeah. <laughs> but they'll give you that because they don't care about that as much because no, they want to push this other exactly. idea on you super super hard. Right. And uh, when I was talking uh, with the people I was I was speaking to earlier this week. There was some of that kind of going on. And they're like, yeah, I mean, that kind of takes place. But you have to admit, this takes place too. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Those are outliers. And when we look at statistics, and I'm talking about, speaking of STEM, if you guys have ever taken a statistics class in college, you typically erase the bottom 10% and the top 10%. Because those are, we can, by the way. I'm just using that as a as a very perfect bell curve, by the way. Okay, don't don't send me your emails. I'm I'm sure there's a lot of smart people out there, <laughs> but just to give you guys a visual, visualization of a perfect bell curve, if we if we erase the top ten or fifteen percent from both ends, then when we get in the center, we can really look at real data as it applies. Right when we're talking about um, economics in the United States, let's take out. All the people that are making four hundred thousand dollars a year, shit. Let's take out the let's take out everyone that makes two hundred fifty k and above, and then let's erase all the homeless people down on the other end, and then we can kind of study economics. All these people in the in the fat center. Um, yeah. When 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 I was trying to have a back and forth with these people, they're like, well. I mean, I do admit this happens, but you have to admit this happens too. Nope. That's on the part of the bell curve we don't include when we exchange ideas. Well, I mean, yeah, women do uh, file 82% of divorces, but not all women file for divorces. I'm like, listen, guys, 
if I can't sit here with intelligent people and talk about macro data and not fucking outliers, then again, you're not showing up in good faith. Just because you know this one person in Nebraska that does this one thing two times a year, blah, blah, blah. No, man. We can't have discussions. And, And shout out Kevin Samuels on this, too, Anthony. I heard him say this on a recent podcast. And we've talked the women's argument tree. We've talked about this in length. When we have discussions about our society. Yes, there's always going to be exceptions to the rule. There's always going to be people that don't apply. But we can't have discussions on anything unless we can discuss macro data. What is happening with most of the people? You're not having a microphone drop walk-off home run moment because I say most women file for divorce and you know this one dude that you went to uh, high school with that he filed for divorce against his wife. (laughs) You're not having a walk-off moment when you say not all women. We're talking about macro data. Macro data, as we talk about today, the need to be right. When when people do that, when they want to talk about the smaller percentages of of what exists sounds like need to be right, doesn't uh, it? <laughs> <laughs> it? It it confuses me because it's like, are you wanting to? Are you afraid of this conversation? Because it seems like you just want the conversation to stop or go away. Like, because let's say I accept your answer. Okay, yeah, you're right. It there are some, and then I continue to talk. Are you gonna just let me? continue what i'm saying are you gonna be like hey you can't say all that because i just told you that the opposite is true in this small percentage of outcomes so you can't say what you're saying is the is is true what is the that's why i said i don't think there's a there's never a two-way street it's always uh i'm right you're not i won't be convinced well, no, they just want to prove I'm right with what I'm saying. And if I'm right with what I'm saying, that means you're not right. Yeah, and I'm smarter than you. <laughs> well, that that that's the ego part where they want to say, if they feel that way, they say, oh, I'm smarter than you. Then that's more of I want to feel better about the conversation because... I know everything else is going to go over my head. So I want this moment to feel like I'm better in this moment. So right. That, that's that's when I when I hear people that, that try to uh, step in in a conversation like, this is my only moment that I'll be able to know what I'm talking about. So right. I'm going to jump in right now, and then I'm going to try to dominate this part of it as if that's everything. So Yeah, it's sad. I mean... <sighs> I don't know. I guess there really is, to your point, Anthony. I mean, that that's a really, really – I know you took a lot of notes on this topic tonight. That was a really good note that you took on that is uh, there's, there's, some, there's some IQ currency in being right, according to some people. Boy, and to me, ironically, to me – that sounds like an I, a low IQ idea. <laughs> it really, really does. I, I, yeah. Do you do you think that 
some people that know that if they can say something that sounds as if it's smart, but if you but because people only have their attention spans are only so 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 short that oh they got you oh they got you and then you come back the next day and say hey i did some research on what you said and and, you know what you said wasn't accurate here's the data to back up that people don't go back and look and and listen to the rebuttals they only want to see oh they got you in the i got you moment right that's the only and so they they feel like oh well that person's right because they shut that person down and that other person was like you know what let me listen let me listen to what that was saying you know what let me write that down and let me go back and figure out what that was because if that's true i need to i do need to take that into account right but instead people are looking for a boxing match you know if somebody is jabbing you and you know you don't you don't go back with a, a haymaker, right? To to get to do a counter on their uh, on their attack, you look like you lost that round. But if you come back the next round and you got an answer for that jab, and they walked away after that round, thought the fight was over, they're like, "Oh, well, that person. I thought that person won. I thought they 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 jabbed them. You know, no. You have to see it through. Let the entire conversation play out." If you can see, if you have time, if you can actually spend the time and uh, listen to what's being said. But I always see people looking for, um, like like with Kevin Samuel stuff, since we were talking about them earlier, they'll take these clips and be like, yeah, I heard, I heard them. And he'll always ask, did you listen to the whole show? Did you listen mm-hmm. to multiple shows? Yeah. I, I've seen some clips and I, and, and I, that's enough. That's all. I, that's that's all I needed to hear. And you, and now you got this whole, you have this whole idea of who he is based on some clips, right? Wow. I mean, <laughs> you you brought some good stuff to this program. I love this take. I love this take because you and I have this in common. You and I have this in common that fuck attention spans. As long as we're arriving at the right answer, mm-hmm. E equals MC square. Pretty sure Albert Einstein didn't come up with that in 35 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You know, what I mean? Stephen Hawking, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, mm. they're genius. <laughs> they weren't just watching Golden Girls for 30 minutes like, oh, oh. E equals MC square. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, you and I do not care about these dunking on people moments. We don't care about attention spans. We care about getting to the truth. I mean, this program, I bet to some people it appears that this is a need to be right program. Where what this really, really is, is it's a big conversation about trying to get to greater truths. It really, really is. I mean, we have a Discord group where you and I regularly, when we see people out on these streets with real-world experience, we're like, oh, shit, I had a little bit of an epiphany there. 
I will tell you, it will be a sad day for me. And see, the opposite of a need to be right mind, in my opinion, the opposite of that is a curious mind. I, it will be a sad day for me in my life if I ever, if I ever go a whole year without having a light bulb moment or an epiphany moment. Like, oh shit, I never thought of it like that before. That would be a very, very sad year for me. If I look back and I was like, I didn't learn a goddamn thing this year. <laughs> you know what's funny? Right? <laughs> Somebody uh, came to me asking for some advice and and they already knew what the advice I would give, right? And when it wasn't what they expected, they was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I thought you would definitely say the opposite of what you just said because based on your podcast i just figured that's who you are you was gonna be this way that way i'm like wait my podcast what are you talking about so people can people can take and they're having like an argument with you in their mind right before they even get to talk to you they've already uh, digested who you are oh i've had enough i've heard enough I don't need to hear a whole explanation. I already heard what I didn't like. So I, that part, I don't like. So that's who that person is. And that's how I'm, I think about them forever. Right. It's so fucking small minded. Right. And they'll and, and, and while they're being small minded, they'll call you small minded. Right. So it's like and you try to like try to understand why they're coming to that conclusion. And you're like, wait a minute. How do I sound like? How do I come across? What am I saying to give this perception of who I am? And so when I when I I know my heart, I know what I'm thinking on my own. Maybe it's not coming all the way out in my words. So I even take a pause and be like, okay, what am I actually saying to give like this? Like, oh, Anthony doesn't care. He only cares about this outcome or this outline. And that's the only conclusion he's going to come to. And it's like, wait. Is it, though? Or should you have the conversation with me one-on-one and find out if it is? I think you should have that conversation first. Well, um, one of the things I really respect about Kevin Samuel's program is a a woman will be in there and uh, she'll think... um, Sorry, technical pause. But one of the things I really respect about um, Kevin Samuel's program is that you'll see a woman that's just been defeated. She's kind of gotten quiet. She's been on there for like 10 minutes. Kevin Samuels is beating all of her points. And then at the very at the very end, Kevin Samuels will say, yeah, I mean, that was a good conversation, though. Good back and forth. And that kind of lets you know Kevin Samuels was showing up in good faith. And he'll even tell the woman, hey, I think your heart's in the right place. But just defending all women without evidence, that's like what happened with the Salem witch trials. Where, oh, you're a witch. Because I ain't I got any so, proof. Yeah, because I said, so I don't like you. I don't, I don't like, like the way you, you looked at my husband. I don't like that you're fucking my crush. All that bullshit. But I'm not a witch. <laughs> Sounds like something a witch would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just watched a movie on uh, HBO called Voyager that was very similar. Man, you got to watch Salem. Salem is my shit. It was off of, uh, 
don't. I think it went. I don't know if it went to Netflix. I think it did. But man, Salem. If anybody out there watched Salem, they know what I'm talking about. Man, Salem was crazy. I would love to watch a, a good Salem witch trial. Oh man, was it a show? It was a show. It was oh yeah, I'd love to man. watch that. It was about four seasons. Talk about a need to be right yeah. show. Yeah, where we're going to leave all rational facts, data, statistics, yep. by the wayside, and we're just going to talk about Church of Sound Good shit, <laughs> and <laughs> off and away we go. You know, you were talking about people coming out and thinking that they're beating you down with their IQ and their ideas and things like that, and they they kind of leave the round thinking that they're winning. And they come back and blah, blah, blah. What's weird is, and you know, there's a sports analogy for everything, right? What's weird is that's kind of, there's kind of a sports analogy for the greatest boxing match of all time that was very similar. Uh, if you guys don't know about the uh, rumble in the jungle between uh, Muhammad Ali and George Foreman in 1974, it's, it's such a good story. I think I've watched a documentary about it. It's such a good story, but Muhammad Ali knows that he's outmatched by George Foreman. This is when George Foreman was in his young, right, his prime, twenty-year-old prime. Yeah, we know George Foreman as the old dude with the George Foreman grill. <laughs> this is when he was nah. in the best shape of his life, strong, and, cock strong. Oh my God! And and just he's the same dude then that he is now. Yeah, just a friendly, cool motherfucker. But in the ring, he was vicious. And Muhammad Ali knew he was not the better boxer. So he did the strategy, which we all know now the as the rope-a-dope. Yeah. He just would sit there on the ropes and let George Foreman swing away. Tire him out. Swing away. I mean, and if you guys have never fought before, let me tell you. It takes that, a lot of energy takes. to fucking punch somebody. And and then you're hitting into defensive uh, positions. Like, you're hitting... Arms and elbows and shoulders. Yeah. You're not hitting. You're not doing a lot of. Yeah, you're taking damage. You're taking There's some always, damage. Uh, I wish more people knew that. There's always collateral damage yeah. in a fight, no matter if you won or lost. Facts. And it's one of those things where I. De- if you think you have great cardio, nah. If you think you have great match. cardio, if you're a if you're a triathlete or whatever, <laughs> I dare you. I dare you to just do some light boxing sparring. Boxing sparring is the great equalizer. And it's not that George Foreman wasn't in good shape. But he just stood there on the ropes and let George Foreman box and 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 box box until finally the dude was so tired that Muhammad Ali goes on to famously knock him out and probably the greatest boxing match of all time. Even being an MMA fan, I would say it's probably the greatest. uh, I consider boxing a mixed martial art. Um, I would say it's one of the greatest martial art matches of all time as well. But that's exactly what you were saying. Like every time he went to the corner, he's like, I know I'm winning. I know I'm winning. I know I'm winning. And he's worried about he's worried about winning the moment rather than winning the whole fight. Mm. Where Muhammad Ali was concerned about the whole fight, but in that situation, who had more experience? Yeah. Muhammad Ali. <laughs> And I, I think that's a good point, Anthony. Just letting people just put out their talking points and things like that through a fire hose, vomit, um, vomit. Let them vomit. Just like if if someone is vomiting, what you do? You get out the way. 
and you get let out them, the way. You let them get it out, right? And then you make you say you you pat you pat them on the back. You're like, hey, you done? Is that all you got? <laughs> right. You sure? it's usually all they got. <laughs> normally, they're going to kind of lead with all they got. Well, normally, this need to be right. Normally, place. there's a a little bit more because when you give someone more time, they feel like, oh shit, I didn't say enough. So they'll say something else just because you asked. They'll even if it ain't the same thing or they're repeating what they already said, they'll still go and say something else because you gave them the opportunity. And that fear of not being right means like, oh, I gotta say something else. Then I gotta add some little bit more on it. And you just like, you sure? That's the, that's all you got to say. Once they're done, now they're so exhausted they have no. No, they have no energy to fucking combat you, and plus they said everything they had to say already. So what they got to say next? Now they just gotta listen. So that's what you gotta give these people, man. Give them all the fucking time they want to do to spew what they gotta say. But as soon as they say they want to say what they gotta say, and then most of them want to walk away because you didn't go back and forth with them, right? On the topic per topic. You just let them go and vomit it all out, whatever the subject matter is. And then you give them more time to even get it all out. And once they're depleted, they got to listen to you now because they don't have any more energy to, to yeah. lift the arm and swing back because they, yeah. they spent it all out. Yeah. I, and I would tell you that the rope-a-dope method is probably the best method for people that don't show up in good faith. Right. But at the end of the day, if people don't show up in good faith... There's people that don't show up to conversations in good faith. They have been indoctrinated into some sort of weirdness. You know, people say that about the red pill where um, like they act like we're some sort of religion over here. What, what, the video you sent me where the guy's getting really upset. It's a pill. It's a <laughs> pill. It's a, no, it's just a term loosely based on a, movie called the matrix where we're over here trying i would say most of us over here are trying to just get closer to the truth a lot of it too over here in this red pill side is men are finally kind of done aren't they well there's there's done with this need to be right bullshit you have to be a normal adult and you have to show up with facts, figures, and statistics to back up your point. And by the way, by the way, everybody, this isn't this isn't an invitation for you to be like, where'd you get those facts and figures and statistics from? You got it from CNN? You got it from Fox News? You got it from ABC? You got it from XYZ? Well, how could you believe XYZ? No, that's that's more need to be right bullshit. Okay. Uh. I, oh, I I knew what they were going to do before they did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where'd you get them facts, figures, and statistics from? Why should I tell you? You're just going to question the source. Wait. 82% of women file for divorce? Where'd you hear that? Use Fox News or CNN or MSNBC, any of these major sources. How can you believe? So those people are not showing up in good faith. I have had people show up in good faith and say, I'll have to check into those statistics. Where are you sourcing that from? And I'm like, okay, they're, they're kind of, they're showing up and get, they're having trouble leaving behind what they thought was true, but they're at least a little open. Right. Well, that's that saying 
okay, that's saying that's new information to me. I like to review that. You know what I mean? Yeah, before I completely concede the point, where are you getting that info from? I was about to say, if if you if I told you a statistic, right, that seemed like totally different from how you ever thought about things, and you're like, wait a minute, what you gonna immediately do? Let me look this shit up. (laughs) Well, well, hold on a second. You bring up a very good point. If if the statistics are very different from what you thought the world was, mm-hmm. only a silly person would not question it. Right. Right? That's okay. That's still in good faith. Mm-hmm. That's still in good faith. These people that are questioning the source of the statistics, that's a problem. Because you're just going to now emotionally attack my resource of the facts, figures, well, and, if and you, statistics. If, if you can't. This is what kills me about the um, you can't believe the source you got your source from, right? You can't believe where you got your sources from. Um, well, you believe the sources from your parents. Have your parents been correct about everything they told you? You believe Fox News. Have they been correct about everything they've told you? You believe MSNBC. Have they been correct on everything they've told you? Did you did you kick your mom and dad in the in their private regions because Santa Claus was not real? Like what did you denounce them as parents? And it was like they're they betrayed my trust. With all the stories you've been told, the the two fairy. I'm I'm gonna tell you, and, and y'all can judge me if you want to. I don't give a fuck. It crushed me the most to find out the Tooth Fairy was fake. Because they did a great job exchanging tooth for money. <laughs> teeth for money through my childhood that I believe the Tooth Fairy was fucking yeah, real. Was, I mean, that was a motherfucker <laughs> that showed up with cold, hard cash. Exactly. You're waking up in the morning, looking under that pillow all fast. Yes. Yes. That money's there, and you'd be like, oh. <laughs> It's just like, hold on a second. Two fairies legit. Nobody showed up with cold hard cash. <laughs> I can I can buy whatever I want with look, this shit. Look. Hey, Jesus ain't showed up like this shit. I <laughs> I I put a tooth in to be like, that's mine. Here's some cash. Here's some cash. <laughs> I show appreciate it, but this is when I you're I like, got, man, I got a lot more teeth left too. You know how I was devastated, man. I'll tell you, how I was devastated. Here we go. I was uh I used to go to my godmother's house. And this is when uh, I was I was young and I can't put I don't know what age it was, but she would give me quarters and half dollars and dollar uh, mm. coins for a tooth, right? And I'm like I and I when I, I did it at home I didn't tell nobody, right? This is how kids end up finding the truth about shit. You don't when you don't put it out there what you got going on? Because kids normally say everything. They tell everything, right? But when you don't say nothing, and you be like, we're going to put this shit to the test. Tooth under the pillow. I need some money. That- oh, you didn't. Oh, <laughs> so you say. were... You were trying to test the system. I wasn't, I wasn't intentionally testing the system, though. It was like my tooth came out. Usually your tooth come out for a kid... Everybody know about it. Two comes out. I'm like, this mud been coming loose 
this whole time anyway. I've been licking it with my tongue. I've been feeling a little hole in it <laughs> where it's getting loose at. I knew it was coming out. When it came out, it didn't hurt, hurt. It didn't bleed a lot. So, well, I need to tell anybody anything, right? Throw my little tooth under the under the uh, bed. And I'm like, oh, shit. I must have slept wrong. And it couldn't lift my head and get the tooth. <laughs> so, Anthony got gaslit by the tooth fairy. <laughs> Let me not sleep. Let me not sleep on the pillow itself. Let me just let the two fairies get the uh, tooth. I go through a whole week trying to figure out how to get this tooth taken and get my money. I finally get frustrated enough to tell my godmother. I tell my godmother, and I'm like, hey, I think the tooth fairy think that I live over there. So I got to come over there so I can leave my tooth so the tooth fairy can leave my money and get my tooth, right? She had to tell my mom or something. So the next day, there's cash under the, uh, it's cash underneath my pillow, right? And I'm like, I guess my godmother told the tooth fairy that <laughs> to come to my house. But guess what, Wesley? As I'm getting ready to go to school, I got my little cash in my pocket from the tooth fairy. I glance down underneath the bed and I see. My fucking tooth. Oh, no. Oh, no. The tooth fairy didn't take the tooth, but left money. It's not a good exchange. I don't know what the exchange rate is or I got. <laughs> well, it <laughs> depends on the strength of the yen in Asia. <laughs> right. I didn't. I didn't. And, that, and at that point, man, I was like, hey, uh, so what's going on? Uh, tooth fairy didn't take my tooth and. I got money. I don't, I don't get. It's supposed to be some kind of fair exchange, right? Uh, apparently, teeth are very fucking, you know, valuable in, in tooth fairy land. But they, the cash, apparently, they gave me free cash for, and not taking the tooth. That don't make sense to me. So, I kind of put two and two together because it wasn't coins this time. Because I thought tooth fairy only left coins, and I got cash this time. So I'm like, this something's off. And they didn't take the two, so I kind of figured it out on my own at that point. And I was like, I looked at my godmother different and shit. And I'm like, bitch lied to me this whole time. <laughs> Played me for a fool this whole time. Anthony is a is a little child just being like, oh, oh. crushed. Anthony. Poor Anthony. But that, but that's. But let me ask let me ask you this. You knew like now money's still flowing in. Money's still flowing in. Did you let them know like, hey, I know this ain't real. Oh yeah. I oh did. you did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I can't let shit like that go. Next time you lost a tooth, you weren't like Hey big head. <laughs> 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 no, I wasn't. No, you. Oh, really? Nah, <laughs> you, you left that behind. Nah, I you just, were like, "Hey, the truth matters here." Yeah, the truth matters. <laughs> I, I don't see. I don't like living in a false reality. And once I find out what truth is, I rather live there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, that's, that's not a bad take. I mean, this is the 
polar opposite of need to be right, isn't it? Right. You you when you have a already set mindset on what's going to be right, no matter what you hear or what is said. I'm telling you that tooth fairy is real, damn it. Right, right. I'm telling you. Motherfucker brought me money and everything. That sounds like the last couple presidents, doesn't it? (laughs) I'm telling you, this dude's dope. He gave me money and shit. (laughs) The the last two presidents are the tooth fairy presidents. (laughs) I'm a vote for... I'm going to vote all Republican or I'm going to vote all Democrat based on this money I'm getting. Now, Anthony was like, yeah, money cool, but the truth still counts, right? Interesting. Interesting how some people are, some people put a real currency on being right. Like it makes them better than other people where people like you and I. We feel like it makes us better when we were wrong because we learned some new shit. <laughs> I don't. That's mind. a very different POV, isn't it? Man, you know how many times I've been wrong about shit. I mean, I've been divorced twice, right? So I've been wrong about some shit, and what I've what I've learned to do is respond and not react. And one of the things that because I think reaction is mo- is emotional. Um, responding is more controlled and thought thoughtful. And if you if you're reacting to everything, man, you you're gonna you're gonna be taken for a fucking ride. Depending on that person, if that person, have you ever been around somebody who just riles you up that knows how to push your buttons? Yep. And they can take you on a fucking emotional roller coaster. And you're gonna be you, and you're trying to figure out why do I let this person do this to me every time, and you're confused like is it because I love them or this and that right? You don't know well you know it's it's your emotions being pulled and yanked, and you got to know that hey, is this do I care about this person enough to allow them to emotionally you know pull on me like that? And that's those what I I that's when I said, do I care? When I was saying about that earlier, do I care enough about what they're saying to allow me to go up and down and all around and high and low on an emotional roller coaster with ride with this person? And most of the times I don't, so I I'll let them have it, and I'm like, you right? And then they go into go into what they say, yeah, you right. And I let it ride. I don't have to be right, especially if it's gonna save me time and my ears and my and my. I don't have to waste my brain, you know, taking in bullshit. <laughs> well, let's help our listeners. What is what is uh, need to be right in real situations? What does it usually look like? I, I I've got one right off the bat. Beginning sentences with, I feel like. Yes, it, it it could be true that you do feel this way. That could be true. Your feelings may, but usually may not, mirror facts, figures, and statistics. And that's generally the case. When you feel, when you say you feel, you're trying to say 
It may be true what you're saying, but because I feel differently about it, <laughs> it's, it, it can be different than what you're saying. And, and they don't want what you're saying to be completely true. That's the real f- truth of it. They don't want what you're saying to be completely true to just uh, minimize that their viewpoint on how they want things to be. What's the thing that you used to say all the time? Is like, I want, like, um, I wish it was true or I... Um, would you imagine it to be? I want it to be. True. I want it to be. I want it to be true. I, I. So it is true. So that that's the that's the see. This is what when we talked about women been lied to as well. That's that bed night storybook Disney Channel story uh, stories you've been told your whole life. There's some random fucking guy is going to come save you from a deep sleep, from being mm-hmm. stuck in a castle, going to kill a dragon for you and all this shit. They, you got all these stories that some random dude is going to come get you. And then you sitting up there waiting forever and nobody's showing up. And now you're saying ain't, men ain't shit because they not a princess. They ain't killed a dragon for you. They ain't kissed you out of some fucking toxic sleep you've been in what what is that man going to benefit by having to go and put his life on the line for a random that he's never met that's why i was talking about his fucking um single moms you got you got baggage that i have that you because when what, what they don't what they don't say is I'm looking for a stepdad. And what is a stepdad? Somebody that's taking care of somebody else's kids. And, but you don't lead with that, right? So, so, and, and this is what need to be right. It's going to look like guys. I'm, I'm going to show you right now. So Anthony continue to talk and I'm going to be the need to be right person. Okay. All right. So what did you just last say? I was like, stepdad is stepdad is the man that's taking care of, of the last dude's kids. So you're saying nobody should ever take care of children that have been uh, part of a family that got divorced? So that's what you're saying? Yes. Okay, well, I think that that is a terrible thing to do to our community. Just so you know, if a divorce happens and the kids are without a father, kids need their father. And I don't know why you think that kids why? don't need a no, father. No, no, Why does the dad need to be away from his kids? You can get divorced all you because, want to. Because I, when, I, when, we, when I got married, I was young. It has I was nothing young. to do with taking the kid, the and, and the relationship was toxic. Of course it was. <laughs> and it was toxic. <laughs> I, you know what? I, we talked about well, you this know, No, but, but with, hold with, on. But if that doesn't work... Well, he was physically abusive. They know all the answers to make sure. And we don't know if they were physically abusive or not, do we? No. It's only going off of what they, what they And then say. believe how many times? How many times have you been told that dating? That right. The, that the uh, ex was. Was abusive. T- abusive, toxic, um, a shitty they father. They know all the buzzwords to keep themselves out of the spotlight when it comes to why the relationship went badly. You you know what I you know what I've done and uh it's getting bad reviews 
so far. Uh-oh. <laughs> is is I'm I'm asking them like, "Hey, so what was your part in that?" What was your part in the divorce? Nothing. I just I, every night I would go to maybe if I would say my biggest weakness in the marriage was I cared too much. <laughs> that I was on time to too many things. We all had that job interview question, right? What do you think your biggest weakness is? Oh, I I, care sometimes so much. I show up too early. I care too much about the job instead of at home. I, I think about work at home and okay. Yeah. What was what was your part in that? And that's not popular, huh? No, it's not popular. No, because no one ever pushes women to be accountable. We literally live in a society now where women are just uh, consequence free. Uh, they never get called out on their bullshit. Uh, they're never made to actually think about things. They can just get emotional, start to tear up, and you're no longer. Now you're having a conversation with a child. Well, yeah, they get angry, get angry, and they'll stomp and they'll, around, and then they'll cut you off and be like, "You're an asshole for asking me that." And I know all the answers to the test where I can just shut you down. And the the relationship was abusive is one of them. And unfortunately, guys, in the world that we live in, with the judicial system that we live in, you have to bring in facts before you can ruin a man's life and accuse him of being violent. Well, that's not true. Towards a woman. Well, yeah, even in the judicial problem, <laughs> even in the judicial process, we've got some major gaps and holes but you do have, it can't be the Salem witch trials. <laughs> Wasn't cool when it was happening to you, ladies, was it? Well, well, if I think about this, though, man, if if you and I ha- are a public figure and we are influencers and one of us gets accused of something sadistic against a woman, true or not, our sponsors are bailing, right? Yeah, yeah. There's no, yeah, there's no. Oh, you were found not guilty. I'll give you the sponsor back. No, you've already been publicly executed. Yeah, and financially ruined because no one will touch you because you've been accused. Not, yeah. not found guilty. Just accused is enough. What, what you and I do. Uh, what you and I do when we talk about the truth of socioeconomics in this country and um, when we talk about how modern families in the West are and how modern women move, what we do is not popular. It would be much easier for us to just go down that Derek Lewis. Is that, was that his name? <laughs> no, uh, it was Derek. Whoever that simp was. Yeah, uh, I I'm that. sorry. I'm, I'm a little bit more forward about how I think about this dude than most people. Because um, I know that he knows he's selling snake oil. Yeah. He, I know. What, what's his name? So I don't get it wrong. I forgot, man. I know it's Derek. Derek something. He, You know he's he been missing since the... Uh, since the... He been found out. Yeah. And if, and if you're cheating on your wife, you don't believe that shit you were spouting. Nope. And it is way more profitable out here to sell snake oil to these women's ears than it is to do what we're doing. I still argue, Anthony, that we are the true feminists in the manosphere. We are the true feminists because we show up, what, in good faith to every conversation that we have with women. We allow women 
to have equal rights. We're always going to fight for women to have equal rights in this country. That doesn't mean equal outcomes, but equal rights. And we'll always fight for the, uh, for the ability for a woman to choose. And I, and I'll be frank on this program. It, 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 that's including the, uh, the right to choose what to do with your body when it comes to abortion. And just so you guys know where I, where I stand with that, um, that's that, that still does not give you any clue to what political party I vote for, but Derek Jackson, Derek Jackson. Yeah. But when you are, when you are showing up selling snake oil to women, just telling them exactly what they want to hear so that they can just diddle themselves to sleep to your voice, telling them that they're Queens and it doesn't matter the standard. I mean, what if, what if we told college football players that, Hey, it it doesn't matter. Look, God made you the way he made you. You don't have to get in that weight room and work out. It just is what it is. You are good enough the way you are, and you can play at University of Alabama. And if University of Alabama don't accept you, that's on them. That ain't on you. <laughs> that don't make no sense when I say that, does it? That don't make no sense. But in this society that we live in, and this need to be right. This is where we find ourselves. In the wild world of sign language. It's a sad state, isn't it, Anthony? I believe it is. I think we I think we have I think pulled a band aid off of that when I think a lot of times things will be being t- said and like on his show, especially. And uh, who's Kevin Samuels? Yeah, Kevin yeah, Samuels yeah. show. And I don't think he even broke down need to be right yet. And that's all right, Kevin. We did it for you. <laughs> we got you. We got you. <laughs> Kevin, we'll be looking for that shout out on your show. <laughs> Seriously, Kevin, you're doing the Lord's work out there. We appreciate it. Thank you for being an advocate for men. We thank everybody that is listening to the Red Pill phone tap. Anthony, you got anything for the fans out there? Man, just hit us up like normal. Um, I don't know, man. We, we, We have, I think we've hit a different plateau as far as like, what this show is going to be going forward. Not really. Yeah. Not and really. when you hit a plateau, that only means you got further to go. Yo, you and your ass went to <laughs> fucking D, DJ Wispy over here. <laughs> when you hit a plateau, you got further to go. Rock climbers start with plateaus and then, then they move on to mountains. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we're plateauing off a little bit, but that's, uh, that does not, uh, that does not discourage me because, uh, I know when you speak the truth long enough, as they said in Field of Dreams, people will come. <laughs> we thank you guys for making the Red Pill Phone Tap part of your week. Uh, we've got more good stuff coming out this year. Make sure to check us out. Please like and subscribe when you get an opportunity. And thank you for tuning in to the Red Pill Phone Tap. Late.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.